911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how the government is controlling everything. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, my dad is going to be 70, 70 years old here on the 20th of December. And for those of you who've been listening for a long time, you know that I lost my mom almost five and a half years ago now. And since then, my dad has gone through the negative spiral of depression and depression resurfacing and onset dementia. Now, he's incredibly functioning, but 2020 has been especially difficult for him. And the the most difficult part of it for him has been the lack of understanding. He doesn't understand why things are happening. He doesn't understand why he's this grown man being told no. And it's been difficult to help him to navigate through this. I call my dad in intervals throughout the day like clockwork. And the other day, my dad tells me, Ashley, I went to the Bank of America and it was closed. So then I went to another Bank of America, and it too was closed. So he went to one more Bank of America, and it was closed. And he says, I look around, and I see the Wells Fargo, and they're open, and the Chase, and they're open. But my bank isn't open, Ashley. I don't know what's happening. Why is my bank closed? Now, to preface this, It took everything for Clint and I to convince my dad to even get an iPhone. My dad is not technologically savvy. He does things the old school way. In many, many times, I think it is the most efficient way to do things. And he does not do online banking. Anything to do with his online banking, I always help him with. My dad is also the type that doesn't believe in putting a big check inside of an ATM for the fear of it not actually depositing or something going awry. There's, there's, and when you think about it, there is no tracking system in place, really. And maybe you've had something happen to you to where you understand exactly what I'm talking about. But for him, he is such a social butterfly and he values being able to walk into his establishment, the bank that he's gone to now for well over, I would say, 40 years. And to be able to do business in a way that's holistic, a way that gets down to the fundamentals of us being able to interact with one another like actual human beings. He doesn't like technology, and that's okay. It's a part of living in this beautiful country where we have the freedom to choose. And he says, Ashley, I don't know how I'm going to pay my employees because I have to cash these checks and I have to deposit them into, into the business account. And I can't do that because I don't want to go to the ATM. I don't trust it. And I said, well, daddy, just let me deposit it on my phone. I can just deposit it straight into your account. Excuse me. It'll be there in 24 hours. And of course, he's apprehensive. And I look it up and Bank of America says that in order to protect the safety of their employees and their customers, they've decided to close temporarily. Now, we've experienced a great deal of hypocrisy right? People say one thing, do another. We have Governor Gavin Newsom telling people they can't hang out with their family on Thanksgiving or Christmas, but it's okay for him to go and enjoy a lunch with all of his prestigious colleagues with no mask and no social distancing at the French Laundry. Incredible, right? And my dad, not understanding the totality of things and really not understanding what's happening, nor do any of us really, 
he starts to express to me his deeper concern. And he asks, Ashley, should I take all my money out of the bank? Like, what would happen if I can't get my money out of the bank? Now, ATMs, certainly, you can withdraw your money. However, there is a max limit on your daily withdrawals. Now, think about that for a moment. What happens if Bank of America decides to stay closed long term? And not only that, there was no forewarning. I, too, use Bank of America. There was no email sent out. There was nothing warning the populace of what their actions were going to be this week when they decided to close some of their branches. Now, I looked it up in the bigger cities, you know, the ones that matter, the ones that have big funding and contributions like Los Angeles and San Francisco. Well, they have branches open. But for these smaller cities, the ones that are the backbones of our country. Well, for some reason, in these smaller areas where there are fewer people, it's not safe for them to have these banks open, but it is safe for them to have them open in these larger metropolitan areas. Something about that sounds a little fishy to me. I don't know about you. Now, I understand. For some people, the worst part of 2020 has been losing somebody that they love. And my heart goes out to you. However, I want us to stop for a second and to think about all of the people who are still here, who are still alive, who still have the rest of their lives to live, who have families to support. These people whose hearts are breaking because their entire livelihoods, their businesses are going under because of the control that we have allowed the government to take. Now, I believe there are true Americans, true patriots who are in this position, who are standing up for their freedom, for their civil rights, who are abiding by the Constitution where the government is not. These people who own these restaurants, these small businesses, I read an article that said that 60% of the small businesses that have been forced to close due to COVID will never reopen again. That should be a huge eye-opener. 60% of them. So then what happens? Well, those people have no other choice. They go home, they file for unemployment, and they're put into the same bandwagon that the government wants everybody to be put into, where they are then reliant upon the government. It's almost, um, I had this conversation with somebody yesterday morning who were talking about dictatorships and Hitler and how if you give the people just barely enough, you give the people what they need, then they're going to start to respect you because you're the one that bailed them out. But what we're failing to realize is that the government is who put these people in the place that they're in right now in the first place. So what do we do about it? I believe it is important now more than ever for us to start taking back our freedom, to take back our dignity. And I fear that the generation that has come after me no longer understands what it means to be an American, no longer understands what it means to live in the greatest country that has ever existed. And that means that my generation could very well be the last generation of true American patriots. And that is terrifying. That is terrifying if you believe in this country. It is terrifying if you love your freedom, your rights, and you are proud to be an American. It is terrifying because that will no longer exist. What is happening right now 
We have big tech companies who are censoring everything of opposition. What does that mean? That means that if what you have to say, if your platform, like what I'm talking about right now, does not fit the social agenda of the leftists, then they're going to censor you. And when they do that, essentially they're creating one direction that everybody listens to, and you're no longer allowed to practice your freedom of speech. And that, in essence, is petrifying. I'm so, so grateful to see people like Ted Cruz who are out there and actually speaking up and voicing the concerns about what is taking place because our fundam- a fundamental right that we have to live here in the United States, the greatest nation to ever exist, is about to be stripped away. Burning of the books. Burning of the books. Think about that. It makes no difference when you're no longer allowed to have two sides of a conversation. You do not live in a free country anymore where that exists. The way that it should work is when you have somebody who is speaking of opposition, you should have the freedom to then be able to counter it and to use your own voice and your own platform and to have a conversation Our words are all that we have. If we can't talk to one another, what's the point? Instead, what's happening right now is we have governmental control that is trying to grip so tightly that people aren't even realizing that it's happening. And if you're one of the ones that are, I applaud you. I applaud you for being woken. There are so many people who are just aimlessly walking down this herd of sheep with this very satanic leader, and that leader, we can call it many things. We can call it the cabal. We can call it Biden. We can call it Kamala Harris. Like There are so many things that we could call it. But I think it's important for us to start speaking up more because you see, your voices, the things that you've always wanted to say, the things that you want to say now, but you stop yourself because you fear, I don't know, maybe being called a racist. That's one of the biggest fears that we face in America right now. You are the oppressed individual. You are oppressed if you do not believe that it is okay for you to speak your truths. That is not what our founding fathers had in mind for this country. Could you imagine them rolling in their graves right now, paying witness to what is taking place, paying witness to my my terrified dad who doesn't know how to go forward with the rest of his life, what actions to take? When he's lived 70 years nearly of establishing what he's supposed to do. And I hope the message that you take from this episode is as we're moving forward, it is important for us to do our due diligence, our own research, stay off of social media unless you use it intentionally, set a timer if you need to. There are many different Chrome plugins and widgets and apps and things that we can use nowadays that prevent us from just wasting our lives away. It's toxic. If you do want a great place to hang out in, in our Police, Fire, Military, and Families Facebook group, pop in there. That's a healthy place. That's a healthy place for us to share time on social media when we want to go on. And know that we are all trying to get through this together. Things are changing moment by moment. But that if anything that I've said 
strikes you or you're in agreement with, know that you're not alone because we now have what we know to be over 80 million Americans who believe that the election was performed and is now still being conducted and investigated incorrectly. And I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.